Welcome to the Women's Business Workshop Podcast, a space created to help you connect during your busy day, gain new business skills while on the go, and find small, actionable steps you can use to create the business and life you crave. I'm your host, Robin Walker, a fifth-generation entrepreneur with a planning background and experience running multiple businesses ranging from product to service-based. Strategic planning and goal setting have always been at the forefront. I strive to help women like you build their businesses through one-on-one strategic planning and coaching, impactful group accountability programs, and in-person events like the annual two-day Lakeside Conference in Southern Wisconsin. Our group thrives on the support and camaraderie that women can provide each other while reaching for our dreams and raising our families. When you are ready to finally achieve that big goal and get the accountability to get there, I invite you to join us in the Impact Membership Circle. We meet for quarterly goal setting, action step creation, and mastermind calls to keep you on task. We have a spot waiting just for you. You are listening to season two of the Women's Business Workshop podcast, the Lakeside Conference Speaker Series. In this episode, we are talking about the always popular topic of attracting new clients. We talked in episode 20 with Carrie Sharp about using public speaking to increase your audience. Today, we're talking about attracting new clients in your local community with Jenna Redfield of the Twin Cities Collective. Local community is often an overlooked market for many business owners that sell products or services online. I personally have some theories on this and look forward to seeing what Jenna thinks about why we are not utilizing in-person experiences more often. Jenna is the founder of Twin Cities Collective, a Minnesota-based community that hosts events and workshops, as well as a podcast, blog, and YouTube channel. She's a marketing coach, social media strategist, and recognized speaker, having spoken at Twin Cities Startup Week, Twin Cities Live, Podcast Denord, and many others. Jenna has built an impressive local community and is the perfect person to talk to us about how to connect in your community, attract your tribe, and find new clients locally. Hi, Jenna. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Robin. It is our pleasure. It's been exciting to watch your community grow over the years since we met at the, I believe it was the 2018 Mm -hmm. Lakeside Conference. Can you tell us a little about the Twin Cities Collective and how it's evolved over the years? Yeah, totally. So um, kind of a long story short, I went to school for video production and started my first ever business uh, creating wedding videos. And then over the years, I kind of transitioned into an online, I I created stock photos on Etsy and then on my website. And so I was in the online space. I was in a lot of Facebook groups. And then I realized there was not really a group in my community in the Twin Cities that surrounded these kind of people. So I was meeting all these people online, but I didn't really know as many people in person unless I was going to networking events. So there was an opportunity that came about to take over two separate uh, local blogging Facebook groups that were completely dead. No one was running them. And so what I did was I merged them together and then rebranded as Twin Cities Collective. It used to be called the Twin Cities Blogger Collective, but I really wanted to expand beyond bloggers into the online world, into the local business world, as well as the entrepreneur world. So I really just kind of grew that from there and realized, you know what, it was growing faster than my own business. So why not make that my new business? So so it's been a business, I guess, for about a year and a half. We've um, started doing workshops and events And then I now offer coaching and consulting for small businesses. Have you been an in-person 
kind of person, <laughs> if yes. that makes sense. Yes. Uh, it's so funny because when I was in college, I thought I was terrible at networking. I thought that I would be the worst. I thought networking was all about just going up to someone and asking them for a job. That's a legit what I thought networking was, which is obviously not. Um, but then once I started going to all these, you know, meetups and workshops, I went, I really, really, really like this. And I started meeting so many people and connecting them to each other and just started to grow my local network. And it helped me so much in every way of my life. I made new friends. I learned skills from people. And it was just an amazing experience that you can't always get online. I agree. And I think people crave that interaction and the connection, even though we joke about wanting to stay in our pajamas <laughs> and watch Netflix. Yeah. It, it definitely takes more effort to get totally. dressed and get out and plan ahead and find the events. But every time I do, I feel like it is absolutely worth the effort. What do you notice about relationships built in person versus those built online? You know, I think once you meet someone, you have this very deep connection with them. Even if you never see them again and you're just online friends, the fact that you've met in person really just makes them feel like they know you. But it's also true the opposite where there's certain people online where I've never met them, but we've been friends for years online. I have sure. a friend in San Antonio and we've been online friends. We've Skyped. We've, we've talked to each other for years and I've never actually met her in person. And I think if I did, it would really cement our friendship even more. But, you know, so it's interesting the online world and the in person world is just so like coming together. But it's also to me, I think you miss a lot when it's just online. You really miss that face to face that you don't get when you're online. I agree. Um, and I'm naturally very social and talkative. Mm -hmm. So I like being around other people. My kids will tell you that <laughs> I can go up to anyone in a store <laughs> yeah. and leave having you know, made a new, new client oh, that's or, <laughs> you know, made them feel better about themselves. Yeah. Or, you know, we, even when they were younger, had a signal that they would give me if I was talking too long mm. with a stranger at the store. So that's awesome. So for me, in-person events, if I can get out, I love them. Um, I feel like they fast forward the relationship mm -hmm. when you share a meal together, you share a drink if I've hugged you, <laughs> we're probably, yeah. we're probably further along in that connection than when mm -hmm. we've just met Definitely. online. Mm -hmm. So in far, in terms of attracting new clients, mm -hmm. that's, that's one of the reasons I think in-person is so valuable mm -hmm. is that you're really getting to know them more on a personal level and kind of getting mm -hmm. their vibe and yeah. how they interact. Your BS meter, I think <laughs> is <laughs> totally. a lot better in person. Totally. But I think that makes it that much easier to refer someone to. Mm -hmm. I, if I've hugged you and we've had a conversation, <laughs> yeah. I'm more apt to refer you than someone totally. I've only seen their posts online and I don't really mm -hmm. know if it's worth the referral. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I... I try to do so many events because I know I convert better in person than I even do online. Even though I have a large following online, I think once people meet me, they actually buy more into my vision and my goals and my mm -hmm. business than they would just being sort of an observer. And so I really try to do as many in-person events where I host it and people come and hear me as I can because I don't have the time to 
uh, have one-on-one -on -one coffee chats with every single person that follows me. Like that would be my full-time job and it would take right. me years to get through everyone. So I really use things like the podcast and other things to kind of talk to people directly, but then also hopefully meet them in person at some of our events. Or I tell people, Hey, are you going to a networking event? Because I don't have time to meet with you for coffee. Like I'll see you there. We can talk because I can also talk to other people. It's kind of like figuring out when and, and kind of the, the timing of meeting people. Cause that's always the biggest issue is, Oh, well, when can you meet? When can you meet? I feel like people are so busy and you have to prioritize um, certain people that you think are going to really help your business, maybe a potential lead or a potential collaborator. I agree. What do you think holds back women from attending in-person events? I think the fears, um, imposter syndrome, which is like such a trendy topic right now, but I really think people, you know, there's certain events I go to that I'm actually nervous about because I know I won't know anyone there. Usually when I know a couple people, it really helps me relax. And then I just, mm -hmm. you know, become the best me and the best events I think are where I know a lot of people. And that way, I don't know why, but the, the power of having people that, you know, just makes you feel so much more comfortable just going up, you know, sometimes if people are standing in a circle or something like breaking into that circle can be intimidating. But if you know someone in there, then you can say like, Hey, can you introduce me? Or, you know, so it's, it's going to a lot of the same network events over and over. You see the same people sometimes. And I think that really helps me be like, okay, I know a couple people. So when I go, at least I'll have someone to talk to. So that's right. to me an actual, I, this actually happened last night. I went to an event. It wasn't for business, but it was just an, like a social event. I knew two people. Otherwise I would have felt so out of, out of place because it wasn't really a networking event and people mm -hmm. were kind of just in their own friend groups. And I just, I had been to one like that before and I just didn't really talk to many people. So it still happens to me, but I really try to pick the right networking events too. Usually I like to go to ones that has some sort of speaker because that also gets people to come and sit together. Um, mm -hmm. It allows people to also get an educational experience. And so it's not just a networking event. You actually learn something from it. So that's why all of my events usually have some sort of educational element as well as networking, because I want them to feel like they got something besides networking. My events are the same way. So yeah. I totally understand that. Yeah. That might partly be the teacher in me as well. Mm -hmm. But I agree if there's, if there's a central activity happening at the event, I feel mm -hmm. like it's a lot easier totally. to walk in the door. I know what I've done recently in the last couple months is there's a photographer I'm really good friends with locally, and we committed together to going to networking events. So when mm. we find one online, we share it with each other and we can't let it stop us though if the other person can't go. But what we find is we, we tell ourselves, if you know someone and I don't, we have to introduce each other. We have to find some something in common that we can connect the other person mm -hmm. because then you know double the people. Totally. But even just walking in the door with someone does make it easier. Mm -hmm. I don't want that to stop people if you don't have someone to go with, but I've seen people bring their husband or their boyfriend or someone they don't know that well, but well enough that you can just, mm -hmm. you know, hang together if you need to. I also see from my end, I've worked with clients that have, I don't want to say it's an excuse, but they have a mental mindset that their community is too small. Mm my client isn't in my local network or I only want to work with people online. And I know for me, when I am just 
online and I get caught up with the online world. I second guess myself. I lose focus. Um, mm-hmm. I have comparativeitis. And then mm-hmm. when I think, what am I doing? Like, it, it's like a light bulb goes on and think, I think, oh no, I have got to get back face to face with people. You know, if it's in between events or whatever, mm-hmm. I find it a lot easier to move forward in my business when I'm around totally. other people. I'm like, oh yeah, this is what I'm doing. I am serving yeah. people. It just is a lot more confidence. So mm-hmm. what would you say to people that say, well, my market's not in my yeah. local area. Should they still be doing things in person locally. Totally. I mean, I've learned over time that I actually don't take on that many online clients anymore because I would rather work in person with people. And honestly, the people in your town are the ones that need the most help because they're probably not online. They're probably not in these communities that you think are oversaturated um, because you're seeing all the other people that are doing it. So what I found is that there are so many, you know, a lot of my clients are wellness centers, chiropractors, um, you know, restaurants, uh, interior designers, people that are needing help, at least for me with social media. And I would never be able to find those online in another state. They wouldn't probably know me. They'd be like, you don't know my market. Um, I know my area really well in terms of how people think and, you know, what's been working with other groups around town. And a lot of these are only marketing to their, like literally their neighborhood. So they're really focused on local because for Mm -hmm. example, a chiropractor or wellness center, they only have clients who are in town. And so the longer I've been doing this, the more I'm like, I really only want to work with people that I can meet in person. And I think that's kind of opposite of what online business has become is you can work with anyone in the world, but I'm like, sometimes there's too many people in the world. I want to really focus on this group of people that I've really curated to be part of my network and part of my tribe, as you said. And I think one of the biggest things that I recommend is potentially joining like a chamber of commerce or something where there's a lot of people in town, especially if you're in marketing or something online, you are like the expert because a lot of these companies are so small. Sometimes they're family run and they need your help. And I think a lot of people forget that, you know, sometimes when I go to networking events, I want to find people just to be friends with that are doing similar things. But a lot of times I also like to look for leads for potential clients. So it's kind of depends on what you're looking for. And if you do live in a small town, you know, can you travel to maybe one that's maybe an hour away, that's a little bit bigger or figuring out, um, maybe there's a bunch of people doing online stuff and you just have to look on Instagram and a bunch of hashtags to find those. And a lot of people, that's the one thing um, that a lot of people in my town, they think they're the only ones doing it. And then they stumble (laughs) upon our group and they're like, look at all these other people doing the exact same thing as me. And that's what I've been really trying to help people understand is you're not alone in this. A lot of people are doing similar things, maybe not the exact same thing, but they all live. Like I had people in my group be like, I found out my like neighbor from three houses down had an online business too. And you know, they were in the same neighborhood. And so now they get together. We are such a disconnected world now in in terms of like our local community. And I think that we're all going online, but I'm trying to take the online offline. And that's one of my catchphrases is taking the online offline. We connect with each other online and we find each other, but then we actually take the next step and meet each other. I could not agree more. All the times that I hear people say, well, my market's so saturated. You know, I'm a calligrapher and everybody's making signs for their homes. Well, that might be online. If you're just looking at Mm -hmm. Etsy, yes, it looks overly (laughs) saturated. 
but in your town, you might be one of the only people True. doing your style mm -hmm. or for your niche market. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I know if I know you in person, I'm going to buy your sign. I'm not totally. going to go on Etsy and take the risk of finding someone else. Mm -hmm. And, and I agree too, where, uh, what you said about going a little bit further, if you need to, our town is our community is in between Milwaukee and Chicago, mm -hmm. and it's a really small resort town. So the excuses are prevalent <laughs> with locals saying no one around here buys anything. And, and I fell into that trap for a while until I really said, well, let's test this theory and see. And some of my best clients are within 45 minutes mm -hmm. of my house. Yeah. And sometimes we just have to do the hard thing. If you worked for someone else and your boss said, your appointment's an hour away, you would go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think of how many people commute totally. an hour to work and back every single day. But then we become entrepreneurs and are like, well, it's kind of far away. <laughs> my kid has soccer practice tonight. And it's like, well, you either want to make this work or you don't. Totally. And you can just say, well, nobody around here pays money or, well, there's an economy, find your mm -hmm. niche. And yeah. if anything, you have a better chance of standing out as the expert, if not as many people are doing it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Let's talk a little about content and the difference between in-person and online, because I know you and I both agree with attracting clients and mm -hmm. not tracking them down. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so getting them to find us, mm -hmm. how is using your message and content to attract people how does that translate doing business in person, in person and locally versus online? Yeah. Well, I think there's like different ways. So like when I go to a networking event, sometimes like my, I've gotten such a big reputation around town that people usually recognize the name of my business, but they don't know what it is. And mm -hmm. so I have to explain it to them. But, you know, then once they follow me and they connect, then they see me consistently online and they go, oh man, like she's really knows what she's talking yeah. about. She's really consistent. She creates good content that I want. I create content based off of what I think would help others. I don't think about myself. I'm like, how would this benefit my follower? Because I want them to know that I, first of all, know what I'm talking about. And second off, I'm looking to them. I'm wanting to help them. It's not about helping me. I help myself by helping them first. And so I think making the message about your potential target audience is going to attract them more than talking about yourself. <laughs> and For I mean, sure. I don't know, like I, I've read um, Building Your Story Brand by Donald Miller, which is the number one business book I recommend to any small business owner because it's all about how to tell your story effectively. One of the things he talks about is not being the hero, but being the guide. And so instead of being the hero of your business, instead of being like the be the Samwise. Yeah, be the Samwise <laughs> or, or, or the Gandalf. <laughs> yes. So like, you're not the hero, you're the guide. And so that is something I really, really try to do. And I feel like I already was doing it, but mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's been interesting since we've grown over the years. It's been interesting to see how our community has grown and just every day there's still people joining that know nothing about anything. And then there's people who have been in, in it for three years that like know all this stuff. So it's like, I have kind of different markets in terms of like there's beginners and there's more advanced people. So it's just, it's interesting. And then um, I'm hopefully going to be launching a new service in the spring. Basically, I found out that in another life, I would have been a really great recruiter. <laughs> I don't know okay. why, but I like, I have just this, this like connecting skill. And so I'm really excited. I haven't announced it or anything and it's not even like solidified, but I really want to help connect small businesses with people who do social media because that's what I found is one of the biggest disconnects is there's all these small businesses that are struggling with marketing. There's all these 
young people that love marketing and social media and they can't find people that will sure. pay them. And I'm like, I need to match these together, but it's going to be a really great way for me to have, I have all of these people on both sides of the fence, small businesses that need help with marketing and marketers mm -hmm. that need help with, with leads. And I'm going to be like helping them find each other, obviously qualified leads on both ends. So I'm really excited about that because I feel like there's such a huge, there's been a huge swing in the way of how social media is the marketing now. Like that is marketing and it's also SEO, web design, just like everything online, you know, is, has become so much more of a big deal in the last five years. And there's so many small businesses that are so behind on the times. And so they're just needing so much help because some of them have been in business for 10, 15 years. And all of a sudden their leads have just tanked because they haven't been keeping up with the marketing trends. And so that's what I'm trying to help them understand. Okay. This is how it is now. And it's not going sure. away. And I think that connectedness you talk about, I think that's another benefit of in-person mm -hmm. events. It seems like people go to them thinking, who are the people here that are my potential clients? Yeah. But that's not, no. to me, that's not the way to go into it. It's a wonderful byproduct. There's other ways to increase your income yes. with automating and hiring mm -hmm. out so that I me, mean, you have more time to do what brings in the higher mm -hmm. revenue, but meeting these people in person is going to save you time because you're not just hiring a social media strategist mm -hmm. from Oregon when you live, you know, in Milwaukee. If you go to an event and you meet someone or you have a connection like you, it, it makes it a lot easier to hire someone. Mm -hmm. And that's totally. just one more step in your business for growth. Yeah. I want to go back to what you said about, you know, sometimes the people you meet at events, the payoff doesn't happen until years later where for they sure. remember you or so like thinking that you're going to get something instantly from a, a connection. It doesn't happen. This, this actually happened uh, back when I first graduated from college. I basically put volunteer videographer on my LinkedIn because I, you know, I didn't have that much experience and I wanted some, this woman found me and then she referred me to someone else and I ended up getting paid a little bit for this gig. And then years later, I was applying for a job, the last like job I had. And one of the women that worked there was the woman that hired me as a volunteer. Aww. And so it was so cool that like years later, she, she remembered me and vouched for me and it helped me get that job. So like, you never know what, what that outcome is going to be, or it might be about you helping them. That's like, I did a video sure. um, about like five big mistakes to that people make at networking events. And one of them was just asking about yourself when you should be thinking, how can I help this person? Mm -hmm. Because if you go into the mindset of, okay, I'm meeting this person, how can I help them? They're like way more likely to help you back. I mean, really, I mean, people are good people for the most part. And I think especially in business, it's all about building relationships, especially long-term relationships. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be in business for a long time, you need to have the people you rely on and build those relationships with. And it's not always about finding clients. And that's what you were saying is don't always go into it being like, oh, I need to convert this person. I need to sell this person that they should hire me. Sometimes it's about getting to know them. They might not even be a good fit as a client, but they might have a best friend who is. Mm -hmm. So just they knowing may become that I'm a great business friend. Yeah, you are totally. And so I'm all about, you know, authentic relationships and not just being in it for the sale because people will see right through that and they will try to avoid you. Honestly, they're going to be very sketched out by you and be like, oh, this person just wants the, the money. <laughs> I have watched that in action at, at one of my events, someone oh, really? where people are moving away because they know mm. they're just going to get pitched right from the yeah. start. 
for me, I didn't care for a lot of the networking events locally. Now I'm better at doing them strategically and finding the people that are a good fit to talk to. But when I first started the conference, one of the reasons I started it was just to create what I didn't see in my own community. Mm. And I know you create a lot of your own events as well, obviously. I just thought there's not, this isn't in my community and I need to find a way to bring women together because Mm -hmm. I knew we're all in our little homes doing this thing together. Yeah. I mean, that's good. Like, I think every community needs something, I think. And sometimes you have to step up and be the person. Cause like, I, I didn't see it happening in mine. So I had to be the person because I was like, no one's gonna, else is going to do it. So I might as well do it. <laughs> right. Right. And I know for my community, we didn't have a lot of women only events. It's mm. mostly evenings. And for me, I have teenagers and evenings are just full. Mm. So it's really hard for me to get to evening events. I am forcing myself and (laughs) making it happen, but I wanted things during the day. So that's Mm. my events are usually during the day, but the people I'm marketing to are working in their own offices during the day. So they have the flexibility to schedule their clients around the event if they'd like to come. So creating your own event is another way to to attract local people to you, whether it's just for connection or collaboration. And that's something we can talk about at the conference. Jenna is gonna be on our expert panel at the 2020 Lakeside Conference this March. We have a panel that's gonna be talking all about attracting new clients. And Jenna's gonna go into greater detail with some specific things you guys can do, follow up, I'm sure, to help you to attract new clients, Mm -hmm. basing it out of local, your local community. I'm very excited to have you back at the event. You've been there as an attendee, so you've seen the other side of the event. And I love when speakers have been attendees and then come back as speakers because Mm -hmm. you know the culture and the vibe Mm -hmm. of the event. What was one of your favorite things of the conference when you went? I really, really like the speakers. Um, that is honestly the reason I went because I was, you know, there's been conferences in Minneapolis and, you know, Lake Geneva is close, but not super close. So I was, um, there isn't a lot in the Midwest that isn't Chicago, you know? So I was really excited to really hear the speakers and I got to meet some of them. And some of these people I'd been following online for years and years and to actually meet them in person was super awesome. And I love, I did like the one-on-one I I talked with, I'm trying to remember, uh, talked with Jacqueline Malone who I had been listening her, to her and Jessica's podcast for years. And so that was really exciting for me to actually sit and talk to her. And so that was, you know, there's certain people that I got to meet at that. That was, that was probably my favorite thing was just getting to meet the speakers meet. And like a lot of the people I, I stay in touch with or on Facebook, you know, it was just such a great experience for me to get outside of the twin cities because when I'm here, I either know everyone or, you know, and these are people that are from all across the country that are doing these things. And so that was the first time I'd really gotten to meet bigger like names that weren't coming to the Twin Cities for some reason. So that was pretty cool. Great. Well, we like to cultivate a community where everyone's an expert at something. If you're coming in as an attendee, it doesn't mean that you don't have wisdom and expertise Mm -hmm. to offer everyone else in the audience. And we have speakers that come back as attendees in following years. So we, the speakers sit in the audience with everyone else. There's no divas. (laughs) (laughs) We try to cultivate that community that we're all coming together and everyone's an expert in some way 
and it's really neat to see um, the speakers on that one-on-one level mm-hmm. that we're all humans. Nobody's perfect. We put yep. you know, these images online that everything's so great all the time. And mm-hmm. then meeting them in person and seeing she eats salad the same way I do. <laughs> you know, it's not, yeah. it just makes it more personal. For me, that is more inspiring that I can be just like them. That, you know, when you go to some events and the speakers are in the green room the whole time and they are whooshed mm-hmm. out on stage and then they leave and you never see them again, mm-hmm. it makes it easier to put them up on a pedestal that they are these perfect people. And so that wasn't what I was looking for with my event. That's so true. And I, I think that, yeah, we're all the same. And, and I I love being able to talk to the speakers too, because that's, yeah, that's what you mentioned is sometimes they just leave. And like, I was at an event just this past weekend where it was just like a meet and greet at the mall of America, but there were thousands and thousands of people there. I was there for two hours waiting in line and they came out for like two seconds and mm. I you know, didn't even get to see them. And I was like, this is so stupid. I yeah. want to actually, you know, and obviously if they have a lot of fans, they can't meet everyone. But you know, at this conference, there's, it's a smaller group than like say a thousand person conference, like that you go to in LA or something where you you're so overwhelmed and you just like, I feel like everyone here gets to actually meet each other. There's a lot of opportunities to talk. And I think that you get to actually feel like you're on the same level. It's kind of what you're Mm -hmm. saying. I feel like, and like for me at at that time, I felt like I was doing pretty good, but I'm not at that level yet. And now two years later to be a speaker is like really cool because I feel like I've learned a lot in two years and just to feel like, oh, I'm at that level now to be able to be a speaker is really exciting. Yeah, well, we're really excited to have you. So the attendees have the option to upgrade to a VIP ticket, and then they can have a one-on-one consulting session with you. What would be a good use of this time together? I mean, I really focus specifically on marketing, uh, social media. And so with my own clients, a lot of it is figuring out, okay, what's the strategy? You know, what do you, what do you need help? Um, whether it's your website, like if you bring your laptop, I can look at your website with you. If you're trying to figure out like how to build up local events for yourself. That's another thing I I like to help with is like how to put on an event. Really specifically, Instagram is my specialty. So if you're needing help with Instagram, I can do a quick audit for you and just kind of walk you through like, okay, this is what you should change on here. This is like ways that you could definitely um, improve on this part and maybe try some new things on social. Um, that one-on-one time could be super valuable. Totally. And I have to say, you're totally killing it on LinkedIn too. <laughs> oh, thanks. I actually <laughs> love LinkedIn. I think it's a super underutilized platform yes. for a lot of people. <clears throat> and I actually just had a, a LinkedIn expert on my podcast like two weeks ago. And I, I learned some things from her that I did not know. And so I'm really using that as a way to, because now video is allowed. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that. And people are like, LinkedIn, that's just for job searchers. No, that is not true anymore. It has become no. to me the new Facebook pages because mm-hmm. everyone's on there to talk about business. Really. I right, mean, you don't, right. you don't really post about your family as much. Like that's what Instagram's for. And so right. I really, really have found, I just go on there and search for people all the time. I'm, I'm looking and connecting with all these people. People post about events. It's just such a great, it's a great platform. We have, if you guys go back and listen to episode 16, we had Chrissy Wyrott on earlier in the season, and she is going to be our LinkedIn expert speaker at the conference. LinkedIn is not what it was a few Mm -hmm. years ago, for sure. So I'm excited to hear more from her as well. You offer marketing and social media support for business Mm -hmm. owners. If someone would like some more information on that, where is a good place to find you? 
So I offer that. I can do it over the phone. I usually do it mostly in person, but I definitely can do it online over Skype or something or Zoom. Um, but if you go to TwinCitiesCollective.com, you can see we also sell sock photos. So if you need some sock photos, I have some online courses. So if even if you're not in the community, um, you can still utilize some of the, the services I offer. Okay, great. If you could give our listeners one action step they can take today to connect in their local community, what would it be? I mean, we just talked about LinkedIn, but maybe going on LinkedIn and using the filter where you can search within your community and just start typing in some words and say, okay, online business owner, you know, just type that in on LinkedIn and see if there's anyone in your area. Um, and then maybe reach out to them and say, Hey, like, let's get coffee or see if they know of any networking events in your area. So I think really utilizing some of the search features also on Instagram, where you can start looking up hashtags in your area and seeing if there's any events happening around town. And if not start your own, because I think that it'll attract people. If, if there's nothing there, you need to be the one sure. that is starts it because you, you'll be searching forever and you'll never find anything if you're, you don't take, and also maybe, you know, gathering some friends to help you. Maybe if you do know a couple of other people, like let's go in on this together. There's a, there's a new group called LinkedIn local. That's actually, it's a nationwide thing that is now like starting chapters. And there was a girl who really wanted to start one here and she just tagged a bunch of people and said, Hey, does anyone want to help me start this? You know, she didn't feel like she was qualified to start it, but you know, I ended up tagging that LinkedIn expert I had on. So like, she's going to be now a speaker at this LinkedIn local. So there's different groups already existing. For example, Tuesdays Together, mm-hmm. Yellow Collective. There's some where they already have the infrastructure for a local community and they just need someone to volunteer to be the leader. So they actually provide a lot of the resources, um, but you would just be the one leading it. So that's another option is just to become a local chapter leader of different you know, organizations. Great. Those are great ideas. We will have all of this listed in the show notes, of course, so you guys can go back and check everything out. Well, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us, Jenna. Yeah, I'm excited to speak at the conference too. Yeah, can't wait to see you again in person. Thanks everybody for listening and now go get back to work. 